You are right up my street. Oh, you can't make me choose. I go by Toyota. Sponsors T4. Fuck me, Lee Ryan's 13. <laughs> I remember we couldn't remember the word for table. This is Your Welcome America, the podcast that explains what the bloody hell Brits are banging on about. In every episode, we translate British pop culture for America and American pop culture for Britain. You're welcome. welcome. I am Ben. I'm Fraser. Fraser like Razor. And I'm Laura like Aurora. You want a comic? Oh, here we go. <laughs> it's begun. It's be- Who's Aurora? I was going to say something else and Bora? change my mind. A horror? Yeah. Okay, oh, okay fine. <laughs> so Aurora's uh, Sleeping Beauty. Oh, yeah. It's also part something to do with the planets, isn't it? Stars. The, the Aurora Ori- Boris yeah. or something. Oh, yeah. Rice? Is it rice? That's Arboreo. <laughs> well, welcome to this this chaotic bumper kind of end of year episode. Well, yeah. it's definitely, definitely before Christmas episode, yeah. that's for sure. We might sneak another one in just before New Year. But yeah, it's all going on. Laura York is here. Hello, everybody. Every, every tiny sound of you scraping that mug is like a the sound of China crashing into like a shop floor. A coaster that was made of rubber might have done well then. Oh, maybe you can get that get those this week when you're making that chili. That's oh, going to yes. take you all week. Oh, gosh, I can't believe I'm talking about doing that the possibility when I other previous episodes you've talked about how terrible my cooking is yeah i'm not i'm not particularly that excited about it but i guess you're making chili <laughs> chili for your christmas drinks party yeah mm-hmm. so in the middle of the table right now we have Ooh. a something that my mum's brought over it's a ziploc bag uh, filled with different kind of an assortment of things from celebrations heroes but uh, what does that ziploc bag say on the front of it ben oh <laughs> <it's>, <laughs> it says Chick win chick wings den Audrey. Oh my god, wait a minute. Do I need to say that in an accent? Uh oh. Chick wings den Audrey. I don't know. What? No, it's chicken wings for For Ben and Audrey. Ben and Audrey, yeah. Oh, yeah. Dennis oh, Den. And oh, Dennis and Audrey. Oh, Dennis. Den yeah. for Dennis. Right, shall I have a little route around in yeah. here? Okay. Was this a full bag when you arrived? It was half full. It was almost two boxes. There's my favourites, those. Right, I've got my two picks. I've got a mini dairy milk and a Maltesers. What's your favourite, Laura? I think it's a golden barrel, is it called? Yeah. <laughs> What's in it? Is it like a caramel? Caramel, yeah, soft very, caramel. Very soft caramel. It's really love... sweet and gooey and I love those. Don't love a caramel. I'm caramel crazy. Are you? Mm. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> We've also got... Oh, God. What else, did you, what else did you bring over in your hand luggage? I bought um, chocolate biscuits yeah we've got some uh, milk chocolate digestives oh yeah. yum i've got a dairy milk bar in the fridge Ooh. there were and, uh, two i've got a couple of crisps <gasps> that you're going to be going home with a little selection <gasps> maybe a, maybe a couple of bags of uh, of things do you, want, do you want them now oh yeah we'll let's do the reveal the let's is. do the reveal mm. you're not having the whole multi-pack you're just gonna okay oh, no, oh and no, i bought fine. eight different cheeses how did you get those through customs? I didn't tell anyone. Okay. And they were in my hand luggage as well. And it wasn't until I was coming in that they said, you can't bring in dairy products. And I was like, what? <gasps> what do you got? We've got, this is a pickled onion monster munch, it is. <laughs> and we've also got 
Lean, a lean parents Worcestershire sauce. Yeah. You know that that with a crinkle like a ridge. You know Walkers are really hard to find Worcester sauce flavor crisps anymore. So that those Seabrooks ones are taken kind of, over. Yeah. Mm. Oh, I'm very excited. I don't think you can buy them anymore. Walkers don't oh, really? do them at all. Lis- <laughs> listeners, this is a bumper episode. We've got yeah. a lot of feedback. We've got Laura. We're going to be talking about Girls Aloud. We've yeah. watched Ghost Hunting with the Girls Aloud, but do you want to guess the celebrity I saw yesterday? Ooh, okay, okay. Uh, Male or female? Male. Gender's a construct. Tall or short? Oh, I don't know. I think tall. Over 50, under 50. Definitely over 50. Okay. Oh. Uh, actor? Nope. Musician? Nope. Author? Nope. <laughs> Reality star? Nope. Sports person? Nope. It's a category we wouldn't normally go near. Oh, so not, but, but sports is still a no. <laughs> yes, sports, sports is still a no. Interesting. Do you want a clue? Yes, please. Yes. Maybe one of the most famous people in America. Oh, poli- politician. Oh, politician. Correct. Oh. <laughs> not Donald. No. Nope. Obviously not. You wouldn't be was smiling. It, was it Joe Biden? It was Joe Biden. <laughs> yeah, pretty good, right? Yeah, it's very yeah. good. Whole story, but I was dealing with a storage unit. Oh, and the person coming to, to collect and buy the things from the storage unit were British and they got lost because they went to the wrong part of West Pico Boulevard. Right. Oh, God. They were like, at 112, and I was like, no, no, it's 1120. They're like, oh, I'm 30 minutes away then. I was like, you can actually be on the same road in the city and be an hour away from each other. They were like, oh, well, I'm five miles away. I was like, no, 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 that's not a thing. How, like, you need to look at your GPS. Anyway, after that frustrating phone call, I walked out into the street and it was all taped off with police tape and there are police everywhere. And I was like, what's going on? And they're like, oh, yeah, President Biden's going to be driving down here in a minute. I was like, oh. On my way. On my first part of my journey on the coach, about 45 minutes into the journey, in the, still in the dark and the rain, um, going through Newmarket and the coach couldn't carry on because it was too wide. A JCB digger had been stolen and ram raided a shop in the high street. And Ooh. you couldn't see what the shop was because they'd obliterated the shop. There was no front left. I love how you, you instantly knew I was going to ask what the shop was. We all had to know. Right. And anyway, they then reversed this digger back out into the road and left it there. Honestly, uh, Coach, JCB, High Street. Great, who, great selection of words that we don't get to use very often anymore. Do you think, what do you think the store was? Maybe like an H.M. Samuels? I didn't know whether it might have been an ATM machine. Also on the coach, as you heard a bit of a preview before we started, mum did leave her entire purse and sunglasses back in the UK as well, back in her house. I did. And you realised when you were on the coach. There's a reason for me leaving them. What, so, uh, the, so, so Fraser can pick up the bill? No, the night before I was leaving, Fraser was saying I'm maybe a little bit late, I've see what you know how I go and I said oh dear if it's really hot I can't be left waiting outside and he said why and I said because I'm going to be wearing a dress and tights and a pair of hiking boots wait so what's this got to do with the purse well it went quiet because I realized that that was a terrible combination uh-huh. so last minute uh-huh. with that all hung up ready I changed my mind on what to wear decided to be a bit more practical and then changed handbags Got it. in the middle of the night. And the other one was all right. completely ready. So you're trying to say it's my fault. <laughs> I'm trying to say, no, it's my fault. Okay. Mm-hmm. But yeah. the reasons Funny how my- <laughs> me saying something on the phone suddenly became part of that story, isn't it? It's actually what you didn't say. 
Your silence told me everything. I think it's good that you left your handbag that goes with your hiking boots. Yeah, completely. You know, it was a whole brown ensemble and I changed it to a blue one. So I changed bags got it. in the night when I got up. Hey, why were you going to wear hiking boots to fly on a plane? <laughs> because I thought they might be too heavy because I had so much stuff for you. Oh, oh okay. Interesting. Here we go. Wait, what have you been hiking what a, in? What then? a strange, what a strange lady you are! <laughs> I can't understand the how twists. any of it. It doesn't. None of it connects together. I mean, it yeah, seems it does. To, well, it it seems does. to all connect back to my fault. Yes, but I didn't say that. Yeah, you can a, take the blame if you wish. I didn't blame you in any way whatsoever. Yeah, what's been? What have your highlights been? Uh, definitely dancing with the stars mm-hmm. because that was a really, yeah, that was good because it was a finale, so it was a bit more spectacular than. Even the last one we saw. And you had another shoe incident there, didn't yeah, you? Yeah, that was really strange. You met a woman in the queue. I did. Who had the same same size shoe as yeah, you. Not- you happened to have two pairs of shoes with you. Yes. She broke her shoes, yeah. so she borrowed your spare shoes. <laughs> but she shoes. actually didn't ask me face to face. She'd gone off to go buy water from a shop to take in. And then her father, who was still in the queue, handed his phone to me and said, my daughter would like to speak to you. And I just said, hello, not knowing why. And yes, can I please borrow your shoes? And mine have just broken. And same size as me. I feel like something shoe-related always happens. Every time. Every time you come here. Yeah. I mean, we were they were at the Grove, so I don't know why this woman couldn't just go and buy a pair of shoes. But yeah. hey. We were in know. the queue with no time. Any other highlights? We went for a hike yesterday in Malibu. Oh, how was that? It was really nice. <laughs> we, we, the area and yeah. the walk to it was lovely, but the waterfall was about the... As exciting as watching a tap run. Yeah, yeah. it was. We, we there was a very sad, sad waterfall at the end of this trail. What we spent she... time with our podcast nemesis Michael and his uh, his children. What mm-hmm. was what were what, what was he going on about today? Sending us curses. Yeah, just cursing us. We went on a swan boat. Uh, Mum, you know, traumatized his daughter by ripping her hair out with a hairbrush. It was yeah. all really a great day had by all. Did anyone use the word or the phrase? Pedalo or pedalo at any point? <laughs> no, okay. it was very painful. We were literally fighting the wind on the swan boats, and mm. I feel like I've had a really good quad workout today. And that's good. Yeah, so I'm happy about that. It was so windy they wouldn't let you put the canopy up. <laughs> <laughs> Started a bit of a tizzy yesterday. Oh. So on the Vogue Instagram page, they posted the official Christmas portrait, portrait of. William, Kate, and their children. And I just wrote underneath, Go colonialism! (laughs) And I got loads of likes. And then some people started attacking me. <gasps> You've been officially... <laughs> I've been officially, officially trolled, as and they some would people, say. And some people looked at my page and were like, so says the, the white man from Scotland who's moved to America. And you're like, yeah. I was like, yeah. I'm a complete <laughs> beneficiary of colonialism. That's why I'm also pointing it out. <laughs> So yeah. So what what what's the what's the post up to now? What's the kind oh, of latest see. action on it? Let's like, see how many likes I've got from my yeah. comments. And people were really into it. It was just a bit of fun. Oh, we're up to six hundred and seventy-five likes. Oh Jesus! Of my of my comment. Wow. So if by the time you hear this, I've been beheaded, mm. that is because yeah. Maybe you've got some new listeners. Oh, yeah. Hey everyone. <laughs> and then someone said, "Please stop. This is a lovely family." They're referring to the royal family. <laughs> right. Let's have a reset, shall we? Yeah. Laura, lovely to have you here. Yeah, Thanks, exactly. Mum. You're welcome. You're welcome. <laughs>
Okay, time for some feedback. Yes. We've been off the air for quite some time in the regular episodes, so we've got a fair few bits to get through. Lots of bits and pieces. Bits and bobs. Yeah, bits and bobs. As ever, please get in touch on Instagram. Email us at your welcome america podcast at gmail.com please rate and review us we haven't had any rating and ratings and reviewings this is for a while okay so podcast nemesis michael he took his his evil self off to vegas and he saw both kylie and Katy perry in one weekend wow so he did us a bit of a review so let's see what he has to say hey fags podcast nemesis michael here uh <laughs> reporting live from the resorts world in las vegas i just saw the katy perry show last night i lost my voice because it was that much screaming and it was like it was iconic like it was colorful it was bright it was very katy perry there was puppets there was lots of set pieces it was very silly very honey i shrink the kids very peewee's playhouse very toy story um we loved it a key moment happened when she brought up a fan on stage who very earnestly was like, I want to be a pop star like you, Katie, you inspire me, this gay. And basically she forced him to like twerk on like a handstand against a wall with her. And when he wouldn't do it, she was like, do you want to be a pop star or not? And then literally forced this man to do it. And then he fell and kicked her in the face. <sighs> Bye. Wow, she sounds very husky. Yeah, husk a lust. Do you think he was doing the uh, the high notes to firework? Oh, definitely. Baby, yeah. <laughs> hey, Charlie. <laughs> Shout out to listener Charlie. She knows she knows what she did. <laughs> Baby, you're a firework. Baby, you're a. That's how I like to think. <laughs> so and then and then obviously he had so much fun at Kylie. He didn't even send us a Kylie yeah. review the next day. I had, well, I've asked him in person about the Kylie show and he mm-hmm. just said it was very intimate and very good, very fun. He said that there were some teething problems at the venue, not Kylie related. There were just some ish issues. Such as? Just, you know, crowd control. Mm. Uh, the, the only things that you could order to eat were either caviar or cookies <laughs> at the tables. And uh, they only served Kylie beverages. Oh, I mean, that, that, I like that. That makes sense. Yeah. But I'd like a Kylie cocktail. There was... A dark and stormy Danny. <laughs> I saw a lot. I, I, his, I was looking back at his footage of it on uh, on Instagram, and I saw a lot of old white homosexuals there yeah, of a certain age. <laughs> of a certain age, you could really feel the ones that had really flown in from the UK as well. I could see. I spotted a few Europeans in that crowd. Yeah. Do you think a lot of them saying things like, "Do you know what? It's a once in a lifetime. Once in a lifetime. Once in a lifetime. You never get to in this." A venue this intimate. No, once in a lifetime opportunity. Not even at the Shepherd's Bush Empire. Yeah. <laughs> right. Is that called the O2 now? <laughs> Who knows? What is the O2 just eating them all up? <laughs> They're all just called the O2 something. Okay. Oh, oh yeah. What else what, have we what got? Other, what other feedback have we got? Uh, we got a really fun uh, suggestion from uh, Ben Morehouse okay. on email. And he said, he, I just saw this on Pop Bitch and thought it would appeal to you both. It's a BBC show. I think it's a, a radio show. And it's called A Short History of Girl Bands with Molly King. <laughs> Wait, she's hosting it. <laughs> yeah. So she's hosting this show about girl bands. <laughs> I had a little listen to it and it's very... 
very it's very, it's very Molly doing a thing about girl bands. It's very root one. Very vanilla and played in a way that I really enjoyed. And it, yeah, and Ben just said, thank you so much for your girl bands episode um, in the past that revealed the prolific writing credits of Karen from Alicia's Attic. What a treasure. We also had Cliff get in touch. Oh, Cliff. And just remember, Cliff, I will be seeing you, possibly Fraser as well, uh, at Girls Aloud next next May or June in Glasgow, the Glasgow Hydro. Yeah. Cliff's going as well. So we're already going to meet up and have a night out afterwards. Oh, where are we going after? Think we should go to Polo Lounge. I mean, you. I we think we should take Cliff's lead on what's cool in Glasgow now. Ben, well, yeah, obviously, obviously. <laughs> uh, Cliff, what's that? I said Cliff. Cliff. Cliff just sent us a thing of Cheddar Gorgeous doing something on Mastermind. <laughs> yes, is that what it is? <laughs> it was. And he describes himself as some sort of like a cultural icon or something. Wait, <laughs> let me play it. Your name, Cheddar Gorgeous. Your occupation, cultural icon. Oh, <laughs> oh, oh, oh. I actually watched. Oh. I actually watched the whole uh, the whole of uh, round on. It was actually really fascinating there because it's the special subject you do on Mastermind. Mm-hmm. Theirs was mythical creatures of the United Kingdom, so it was all like known as the something something. What is this? And it, he and Cheddar Gorgeous was like, "That's the polywag of you know Cardiff." It yeah. was really like a. I was kind of impressed, actually. Okay. It was a good specialist subject. Just Myth- weird enough. For, Mythical to... creatures of the UK. Yeah. I, I'm, I mean, I'm being pushed further and further and further away. Well, one of the answers was the Loch Ness Monster, Ben. That's not mythical. She's going to reel you back in. That's real. Nessie. That's real. Nessie. <laughs> Did you ever watch the Nessie cartoon growing up? Okay, doesn't matter. I'm not sure that one, not sure that one crossed Hadrian's Wall, to be honest that with you. That didn't make it onto to network. No, definitely that not. That was just local STV. <laughs> right, what else have we got? We got some fantastic feedback from listener Eve. Okay. Uh, she got in touch with us to say hi, because uh, we discussed Argos. I'm not quite sure why. Something to do with Drag Race. Uh, hi. So you'll be glad to know Argos is still very much alive and kicking, but it's been absorbed by Sainsbury's. Absorbed <laughs> by Sainsbury's. So all the big Sainsbury's have a mini Argos shop inside of them. That's wild. Habitat was also absorbed by Sainsbury's. <gasps> now that's upsetting to which me. Which is why, in my opinion, Sainsbury's is the best supermarket of all, because you can get your food bits, but also lovely home stuff. And it has the TU clothing, which is probably the nicest of all the supermarket clothes. I think uh, Laura could attest to that. She's got a few TU pieces, haven't you? Yeah, TU. I don't even know what TU is. T. T. It's no Peruna. Then she, she then went on to say, I work next to a big Sainsbury's, so if I go in on my break today, I'll send you some pics of the mini Argos. How does the mini Argos look? And I then she actually put um... The thing is, though, I don't know how I feel about a mini Argos. That's the issue. Because I'm not going to be able to get everything. Well, I, w- I don't understand where they're storing all the stuff for, for the Argos, as yeah. well as all the Sainsbury's stuff. Okay, so that might not be picked up on the mic, but Laura just told us that she ordered her suitcase from an Argos that got sent to a Sainsbury's for her to pick up. So it's more like a kind of a collection point than a yeah. whole business. Okay, fair and enough. And then Eve also said that there's some individual shops where you can go through the actual physical catalogue and order on an iPad okay. and collect it. She, she says there's definitely one of them in the Manchester Arndale. I bet there is. Do you think that catalogue is laminated? No, they def- they always were laminated. Yeah, yeah because for, otherwise they're just yeah, rip off. Yeah, sticky fingers. Yeah, okay. So Rick Draws Things got in touch and he was listening to our Totally Scott Lee episodes and he finally got into ricky lee because we must have talked about ricky lee at length so what's the thing he sent us <laughs> and a song of hers called point of no return don't even know what that is ricky lee she was the one isn't she the one who sang that song in sex in the city too that's like boom 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 jennifer hudson no, <laughs> no. you know ricky lee Fergie? 
No, do you not remember in the the trailer for Sex in the City 2? Oh my God, you're going to, as soon as you hear the song, it's all going to come flooding back to me. Remember? God, I do, yes. <laughs> Sometimes you just have to get away with the girls. Oh, that sounds like a real uh, one that didn't make the burlesque soundtrack, doesn't it? <laughs> Rick draws things. Thanks for getting in touch. What happened to Rick draws? Jenny floats. Got in touch and basically said, "This is apropos of our episode, saying um, if if any if we can get tickets to a Girls Allowed uh, concert, she they said I'd literally give you to my credit card number. What? I'm like, not sure like to get her extra tickets or so. Wait, so just just thinking, you know, like worldwide, you're probably in the UK. You want to give us your credit card number so we can then get back in touch with the UK to try and get tickets. Jenny, feel free to just send us your credit card. Number. Just send us your credit card number. What's your mother's maiden name? Yeah. <laughs> What's your first pet? the street you grew up let's in. just start scamming people yeah okay and also off the back of our colleen rooney wagatha christie episodes it looks like we've got another one yeah beth rain got in touch with us and um, so she sent us the <laughs> the kind of google definition of how to say the word troll so it's not troll it mm-hmm. is troll so if you are trolling someone you are not trolling them so thank you for that. And Beth said, hey, guys, I just wanted to say it. I really love the podcast. I've had a tough few weeks recently. And honestly, uh, you honestly cheer me up so much whenever I listen about the way Colleen says trolling. I'm from the Northwest and I say troll and trolling the same way she does. So maybe it's a regional thing. I think both are OK. Oh, so she's challenging us. OK. OK. <laughs> and then she finished with saying, thanks so much, guys. I was just listening back to the Billy Piper episode. And you said we, you wouldn't be surprised if she got an Emmy in a few years. And she was just nominated for this year. <gasps> so... We actually predicted that. Yes. And we will be returning back to Billy Piper for our 100th episode. For our Lawrence Fox special. Oh, wait. No, no, <laughs> no we won't. let's not touch that. Okay, so from Prosecco Pundit, he said that his colleague David thinks the American equivalent of Greg's is the hot food section of a 7-Eleven. That's really good. Ooh. That's definitely on the money. Okay. Yeah. Good work. Good work, everyone. Then Mia Gets the Podcast got in touch and said, quick question, was the Christina Milian No Discernible Melody song Say I video also filmed in the Call My Name tunnel? So I looked it up and it, I think it is. Right. It's all it's all LA River, isn't it? All LA River. Yeah. I love Say I. <laughs> I got the urge to scream out. I have to say, much like they said in their message, I don't remember a discernible melody for that song either. Say I. Final bit of thank you, everyone, for all your yeah. wonderful p- feedback. It's always great, especially when it's someone we don't know. But talking of someone we do know, okay. our friend George, he was in the UK and he decided to taste test lots of UK, so it's a UK biscuits, and then my mind converted it to Bickies. Okay. Some UK Bickies. UK Bicky review. UK okay. Bic- George's UK Bicky review. Trying the Bourbon first. Here we go. It's nice. It's not a huge flavor. It's kind of... Okay, I see it's a chocolatey thing, right? No, I'm tasting the chocolate now. Okay, interesting. Okay, just to clarify, George is American in case you hadn't guessed. I also love how it took him that long to think that it might be chocolate. Bourbon. (laughs) Bourbon. Also, bourbon biscuit, it's brown. Right. So you know it's going to be chocolate. They say the word... Well, they say bourbon here, so it was weird that he pronounced it bourbon. Bourbon. Because <laughs> they have a pronunciation for the word bourbon. Give us more details, bourbon. please, George. Okay, what next? I would typically eat these 
of nibble off the all the edges and then in the middle. Okay. Just something to do. You don't have to do that. So chocolate malted milk. Hmm. Yeah. Oh, it's buttery. I like the butteriness of that. Very good. So you, I don't know if you can hear the coaching at the beginning yeah. there of George's UK husband. Yes. Giving some some like, tips. Some people like to bite the edges off this, then you know, eat the middle part. But you could do whatever you want. <laughs> <laughs> Andrew is just guiding, even with one light touch of a finger, just guiding it. That's why we trust him. But do whatever you want doesn't mean it. No. Right, next one. Next, we have the custard cream. Mm. I really like that. That's very good. I knew you would. I like you know a creamy dessert, and it's lemony. Is there lemon in it? Or, I don't think so. Or there's kind of a citrusy taste to it, in my opinion. I don't know. Love the sound of someone clearly, maybe Andrew's dad, pouring a glass of squash in the background. <laughs> I felt like I could hear the, the water hitting a, a squash in a pint glass. Well, all the all the biscuits are so dry yeah. that you really need them. <laughs> really, that sound of a tap and a, a squash, I could feel it. I knew it was squash. <laughs> or maybe the kettle was being filled up. Something was happening in the background of that one, which I loved. I'm really excited when I go back to have some Scottish tap water. I feel like I'm going to take one sip and be like, what the fuck oh. is this? <laughs> okay, I agree. Custard cream's good. Yeah. I have the three so far. I'm into that. Finally, we have a Brent Brattenberg. Brent? Battenberg. Battenberg. Okay. A German family. Okay. And the Battenberg royal family. Very sweet. Very cakey. Okay, wow. I mean, Battenberg is just cake. That's right? just cake, yeah. A marzipan type cake. A great, a great little note from uh, from Andrew's dad, Graham, there about the history of Battenberg. I love it. Everyone's getting involved. I know, we've got everyone's parents. <laughs> now, you said that was the last one, but we've got two more apparently, so let's see what they say. Outtakes. Final verdict the winner is the custard cream for me. Andrew, what about you? Uh, my favourite would be um, the chocolate covered malted milk of the biscuits. But uh, Battenberg always has my heart. Graham, do you have a favourite? Custard cream. Final review. Crumpets are great. They're basically just English muffins with the bubbly side on the top instead of the inside. I had them with uh, jam, uh, marmalade, butter, and marmite. Enjoyed all kinds. And squash is great too. I think it, I think I could have a moment in the in the states if someone marketed it in like the right way so maybe that's a future business venture to pitch to some people that's it okay and clearly just a final review of other things yeah, george just... eaten <laughs> to clarify he i don't think he'd had the crumpet with the marmalade jam and marmite no this was all separate samplings yeah different days maybe oh, i love a crumpet do you I'm oh not... i love a crumpet really uh kind of has to be really well done, though. Done. Thank you, everyone, for getting in touch. Yeah. Please please rate, review, send us in. It's not the end of the episode, by the way, but yeah. just we've got a lot more to talk about. <laughs> just took a just glanced at the time and saw that we're 40 minutes into recording. That's fine. That's fine. This is going to be a bumper, bumper Christmas end of year episode it's for fine. everyone. There's a lot of dead air in Laura's segment. We'll be taking that out. <laughs> Let's get into the episode. Yeah. We're back. <laughs> so to celebrate the fact that our gals, gals allowed, are going on tour next year. Woo-hoo. Oh, I couldn't be more excited. We just thought we had to do another special all about them. So We're kind of delving into some, uh, one historical piece and then just kind of taking a look at some of the fun stuff that's been coming out. 
the, the, bit, the bits and bobs that have been out there. And we can also do some predictions and just requirements for the upcoming tour. The girls really did it because their first piece of press was in vogue. Yeah. All those faces and the places to be seen. Darling, we're a fashion, don't you know? That is impressive. Yeah. A gorgeous photo shoot and a special exclusive with Vogue UK. Feels like they've come back this time around and are being revered at the highest level they've ever been revered at. Yes. But also are approaching it because of the way this landscape has changed. It's a lot more fun and intimate. Like they're doing the, like the podcasts and interviews and stuff and it feels really... It's a perfect balance of they're getting the respect they deserve combined with like some real fun and nuggets of information that they probably wouldn't have felt comfortable just yammering on about like they are now, which yeah. is just, I mean, we'll get to the Table Manners podcast oh. at some point, but that was filled with so many delights. So many, they're having fun. And I think because unfortunately Sarah is no longer with us having died of breast cancer, it does genuinely feel really beloved and meaningful. Yes. I never thought this was going to happen. No. A tour with the four of them? Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm flabbergasted. Oh, I mean, I actually think I stole that phrase from from the Vogue article because Nadine says, oh, well, here we are. Suddenly I'm getting all these emails about flying around the roof of the O2 again. She says, genuinely flabbergasted. <laughs> so there we are. Any, what choice things are, are in the Vogue one? I've, I've got the Gay Times uh, article here. I took some screenshots. Should we just go backwards and forwards? Yeah. I really like in the Gay Times article, they focused in on, they kind of, they, they, they address the kind of Huns love of Huns of it all and that kind of stuff, the moments that are getting recirculated. And uh, Nicola brings up that everyone keeps reposting them singing Hopelessly Devoted to You on the ITV thing. On the chairs. On the 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 stools. stools. Yeah, and she's saying that's, she thinks that's her favourite, like, kind of Huns moment that keeps coming back. Yeah, in the Vogue article, they talk about Dua Lipa's current hair for the kind of failed Houdini song, which we like. (laughs) not failed in my heart yeah not failed for us but seems for the rest of the world how Dilupa's has got red hair at the moment and the, the Vogue article says which is surely a throwback to Cheryl's Anoamonia L'Oreal adverts yeah. and then someone else talks about they're talking about how a screenshot of Girls Aloud at the 2005 Capital FM Awards in strappy camis and flared jeans is doing the rounds. <laughs> and Nicola says, I know exactly the photo you're on about. The brown skirt and the big chunky belt. <laughs> oh my God, I did have a big gypsy skirt on. I think we must have dressed ourselves that day. <laughs> uh, what else is going on in the Gay Times article? I really like that they, they kind of said to them, they were asking them about because obviously the whole point of this tour is they're doing hits, but they've also talked about doing album tracks because they're not doing new music. And uh, they're kind of talking about some of their favourites. So Nicola says, you know, we've all got our own uh, favourites, but she says hers, uh, she likes Girl Overboard and Close, and Close to Love from the Tangled Up. Just do Close to Love. Yeah, I like that one. Yeah. Because that's got that bit at the end where they go, the man with the terrible hair, back off. Yeah, that's really, I love when they have got like a random kind of rap in their songs. Girl Overboard is good as well. Girl Overboard. And then Kimberly, which I think is really smart, She's like, what's your favorite deep cut to the interviewer? Because it's obviously a very enthusiastic fan. And he says, graffiti, my soul. <laughs> Spike Hill and skin tight jeans. I got a fist full of love. It's coming go away, baby. <laughs> and Cheryl says, I was going to see that. <laughs> and then Nicola literally says, maybe we can do a deep cut mega mix. And I was like, 
Yes, you can. They also, they just genuinely need to release, because I keep on, when I'm home alone and I'm dancing <laughs> around my house, I keep on playing that 20-year mega mix yeah. that an amazing fan has created. They need to do an official mega mix. Yeah, and then the, the interview says, on the Metro too, and Nadine says, do you remember the routine for that? And then it says, starts intensely dancing, in, like in brackets. <laughs> And Kimberly goes, that was actually quite hard. That one's quite difficult, actually, Nadine. <laughs> and then I love it. It was, Cheryl says, guess who my partner was? It was Sarah. And Nadine says, me and Sarah had to stay on for extra choreography for that. It's <laughs> <laughs> me and Sarah. We had to stay for extra choreography. Can you remember which bit was the X's and the O's in the Metro? <laughs> At one point in the Vogue article, the again, a very enthusiastic interviewer starts giving suggestions for the tour. And Cheryl says, listen, I wasn't asking for creative direction. <laughs> Oh, there's a bit more from the deep cuts. Uh, oh, Kimberly says um, she loved rolling back the rivers. Of course she did. Whoa. <laughs> That's such a Kimberly song. Rolling back the rivers of time. That is a really lovely I song. I love that. Do, 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 do. I love that song. Oh, I was listening to that the other day, but it does sound about 75% done. It yes. sounds like a demo. It's not quite, quite there. Kim, uh, Nicola has, uh, Kimberly also suggests control of the knife. That's quite a. Uh, I do That's not, a deep cut controller that I. I don't know that one at all. I think. Should I play it a bit for you? That sounded like a lot of Kimberly. Maybe she's the real feature on that one. That, that, um, I thought that was Sarah. Oh, that was Sarah. Yeah, yeah, that was Sarah. And then Nicola has two wild suggestions. One's revolution in the head, which we know is give me the tick, give me the tick, give me the oh, 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 which is uh, a like, slightly <laughs> insane one. Well, do remember, do remember, Nicola did dress up in a giant Native American headdress in the last tour. Oof. Give me the ting, give me the ting, give me the oh, 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 give me the ting, give me the ting, give me the oh, oh, oh. And then her wildest suggestion is had one of my favorite set pieces from that, uh, the out of control. Maybe it was at the out of control tour that had this fling. <gasps> so the, do you, do you yes! remember the setup? So it was, it was them. It was silhouettes of them as it, if they were in the like the bathroom, right? Or, or in like, a club. Or yeah, yeah. And they're like, girls, I just gotta have a fling with someone. <laughs> and they were throwing like, weren't they like throwing things over? Yes, or something? and it was, but it was like a really long running thing. It was them in the in the bathroom of a club and Nadine saying how she wanted to like. But they really, they ended on the word fling. So she was like, you know what, girls? I just, I just don't want to have a serious relationship. And they were like, what's going on, babe? Blah, 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 blah. And then she's like, I just kind of want to fling. <laughs> and then it was like. <laughs> it's just a fling, baby, fling, baby. Nothing more than a fling, baby, fling, baby. Just a bit of ding-a-ling, baby, bling, baby. They really do have a lot of great album tracks. Yeah forgot about and half I, of these i know and it's just like i love that this is how beloved they are now that this kind of thing is getting airtime and the respect it deserves we're talking about fling i love how they have all these banana songs and yet they release songs like whole lot of history yeah <laughs> <laughs> okay what else in the gay times tell us they, they really got into some like great details so they talk about how they didn't uh, the record company was trying to have them not release the promise as the lead single from their final album. Mm -hmm. And there was a lot of like backwards and forwards going on. And Nadine, <laughs> Nadine kind of pipes in with a story I don't quite understand. Is this it, about her being in LA and not coming back yes, from LA? It, I, all of the timeline of it. So she says, I was like, if you don't change the single, I was in hair and makeup. Like I'm going to LA right now. Call me when you start this out. And then she's like, they called half an hour later. Like, okay, so it's the promise. That's the day I fell. And I had a new boyfriend at the time. My knees were bleeding. It's not good. <laughs> 
Like none of that. It's all like just, just nonsense. She's like, I fell. My knees were bleeding. I had a new boyfriend. What's she talking about? Well, also, the thing about them is, as we'll discover in Ghost Hunting with Girls Aloud, like even talking about absolutely nothing, there's always some really fun bananas things going on in their conversations yeah nadine also they talked about her relationship with jesse metcalf in that article and it's so funny she's like he was obsessed with me he got a tattoo of me and they're like no he didn't she's like yeah he went on a tv show and got it and then she she ends it with still there it's my breast it's my waist it's my face (laughs) my breast my waist my face Uh, what else was there? Oh yeah, there was also just the final one. I think you actually mentioned this to me. It was them talking about the interview was like, you know, Love Machine is the kind of obvious camp song, but actually for me it was Can't Speak French. Mm. And Nadine says, have you heard the French version of that? <laughs> and then, yeah, basically Nadine talks about how they had a translator. Oh, Nicola says, I nearly killed the translator. That woman was really getting on me nerves. She was like, that's not French. And I was like, that sounds French to me. <laughs> Imagine trying to teach Nadine French. It's too, it's, it's, you can't do a, a, an accent on an accent like that. It just doesn't work. Yeah. <laughs> yeah we, we should, like a proper French person should actually listen to that song and tell us what they yes. think. That'd be good. <laughs> a French person reviewing. That is a YouTube video. That is. We'll, we'll set it up. Oh, what an article. And then, of course, they went on Table Manners. Yeah, I love this. Because they, they obviously had a few, quite a few radio interviews as well. But those are, were still quite formal and formal, a bit less. And the obvious questions. Yeah. We we want all the stuff that falls between the cracks. Yeah, and Table Manners really got that. Because it was such a, like a chit-chat, wasn't it? I mean, they had way too much time. Yeah, and I loved it. So what were your, what were your highlights from Table Manners? Well, the fact that... Nadine turned up three hours before everyone else. Yes, there was a... <laughs> because there's some sort of transport issue. Oh, that's it, Black Friday. <laughs> Meanwhile, Kimberly, she's coming from wherever she's coming. She was like, it took me three hours. Actually, that could have gone back to where I'm from with that. Could have gone back to Bradford at that time. Yeah, I got stuck in the car. <laughs> so do you think, what do you think Nadine did when she turned up early? Did she help? Absolutely not. I feel yeah. like she did like a hair and makeup in the car. Oh no! I think she probably she helped. Got involved. I think she probably said maybe she asked if she could have a nap in one of the guest rooms, and then <laughs> probably, yes. that'd be nice. Uh, oh my god, there were so many things in this. I really loved the. There was a really detailed conversation about. I kind of knew this, but I loved the way they're talking about when they all lived in the flats together. So it was uh, Sarah lived by herself, but it was Nadine and Kimberly lived together. And they were talking about how their flat was really clean and pristine and how they were, they had a joint account to pay their bills and to buy their shopping. And that Cheryl and Nicola had like no food in the house. And remember they said, they told that story about how they came back and they were like, God, there's a whole big bag of like posts that someone hasn't picked up. And it was all their unopened post. And they were like, <laughs> at one point, you, they're like, we didn't, Nicola's like, we didn't know we were meant to get posts. And you hear, in the dean, she's like, that's the HMRC. <laughs> She's like, that was Inland Revenue contacting you. <laughs> of course, of course, Kimberly had all that sorted oh, out. Of course she did. That's she, pretty much what Nadine said. They, they even challenged Nadine. They were like, Nadine, would you have been as organized if Kimberly wasn't there? She's like, no, probably not. Yeah. I was N- like, oh, that steady hand of our Kim. Kimberly had like a binder, a home binder with everything yeah. filed away properly. Well, she, she had a point because she was saying that she'd already moved out of home. So she had experienced all these things already for the first time. Whereas like Nicola and uh, Cheryl especially were like, completely didn't understand how the world worked and also yeah nadine had been on irish pop so she's, yeah. she'd been around a little bit as well and they they said that what's going, time... what going on in sarah's flat <laughs> <laughs> she just was never there never there and they they said that they lived in that same complex that apartment complex in high barnet and it was the same time that it was sugar babes mcfly and 
someone else that they said and they said they would all Westlife Westlife and they said they would all go out to like clubs in central London and then someone would be like oh come back to our flat for the after party and it's just this kind of perfect slice of life to think of like Girls Loud Sugar Babes and McFly doing like shots back at like Nadine's flat <laughs> oh with one Addison Lee account <laughs> yeah completely and you know that they never went back to you know Nicola and Cheryl's because it was a, a real pigsty yeah Oh, there was so much in this interview. I loved when they're all talking about their their meals at the end, like they're because that's part of table manners. Yes. You have to say what your your last meal would be. Yep. And Cheryl's been on the show before, so she's like, "My mam, my mam's um, roast. roast dinner." But Nadine's. Oh, Nadine's was amazing. <laughs> Nadine's was bananas. It was frog's legs from a restaurant in, in Soho, Soho that her daughter also really likes. <laughs> And I can't even remember what else was on there. Oh, it was Korean barbecue. Korean barbecue. <laughs> but remember, whenever when we watched Off the Record, she did seem, she and Sarah were yeah. always the most adventurous. Totally. In terms of when they were in Hong Kong or wherever yeah. they were, going off and doing things and trying things. So it actually makes sense. They also had a really good, her and Kimberly had a great conversation where they started talking about how they both really like spicy food. And they were going, oh, do you? Oh, do you? And Sarah was like, you too? She's like... Acting like you haven't even been friends for 20 years. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Kimberly's being like, oh, do you like hot sauce? Oh, I love hot sauce. Oh, I do. Yeah. There's there another point as well where, actually a couple of points where um, Jesse Ware said to Cheryl, like on two separate occasions, oh, shut up, Cheryl. Yeah. <laughs> she, had, she had bore off Cheryl. Yeah, as well. bore off Cheryl. <laughs> oh, so and much material for us. It was a really good, good thing where uh, Nicola was talking about the fact that she used to microwave bacon in the when they were in the pop stars the rivals house yeah because she needed a quick snack and jesse wears mom's like why didn't you just have like cereal bars or something she's like we didn't have cereal bars in that house and cheryl goes we didn't have anything i used to have to iron me hair on the ironing board <laughs> the thought of them as teenagers nicola microwaving bacon and cheryl literally ironing, ironing that hair. hair that hair must really smell of like that piggy piggy bacon <laughs> <Yeah>, just <laughs> Bacon smoke infused into that hair. And obviously the big clip going around is Nadine talking about having to cook at Nadine's Irish Mist. Yeah. That's an amazing, amazing little clip. Never forget when podcast Nemesis Michael went to Nadine's Irish Mist yep. and then called me from there while he was ordering and just kept me on the line and was saying things like, does, uh, does Nadine ever perform? Like, yeah, sometimes in karaoke nights. Great. Oh my God. Fields of gold. I was about to say... <laughs> I remember you, and I do, among the fields of barley. (laughs) (laughs) Good Lord. Right, do we want to talk about ghost hunting, or do you want to do some predictions for the tour? Do you save that for the end? What yeah, we'll do some predictions at the end. Let's let's just let's do a quick detour into ghost hunting with girls allowed. Okay, so ghost hunting with girls allowed from the year two thousand six, all on YouTube. Mm. It's long. It's too long. Oh my god, it could be. <laughs> It could be 30 minutes. That's an hour and a half. Yeah. They go to maybe three separate locations and we really yeah. could have just combined that all into one. The cold open's very important. Yes. Because Yvette Fielding, the host, goes to pick up the girls and she's like, I've got I've got a pick up for five and there's only four of you. And they're saying, yeah, Nadine doesn't want to do it. She's too scared. And Cheryl <laughs> says, she's chickened out like that. So then Yvette drives off and goes to this this new build of a house with a door that's got that kind of like frosted etching yeah and it seems to be yeah like a, a covered porch of some kind I, yeah i'm not sure whose house this was i i, I need to know about the log- logistics of this filming because they did also appear to be in, in three Wales? separate locations in, in the uk but, but and all wearing uh, the same yeah. outfits very confused she knocks on the door and 
uh, Nadine opens it. Nadine's been in full hair and makeup. Just so you know, even though she's not doing the show, she's done full hair and makeup. I think she is every day of her life regardless. Fair. Yvette asks, you know, what's going on? Why why don't you want to do it? And she says that she's too scared. And she just says, I'm just so, so scared of... And then she lists things. Ghosts, birds, dead things, anything. <laughs> and then it ends with Yvette essentially threatening yes. Nadine. She says, <laughs> you, what you say? you, we've all got to pay the... You're going to have to pay the ferryman one day. Yeah, I was like, I think she just threatened Nadine's <laughs> life. Yeah. Um, okay. And Nadine genuinely looks at the camera like, wait, what? <laughs> Yvette's quite... To, to use an album, tri- album title here, out of control in this episode. She is. <laughs> she she is. really got control of the knife, hasn't she? <laughs> She's really producing heavily. <laughs> she is. So she then goes in her cab, she picks up the, the other four girls, and she drives them off. Now, I'm, my, what, my confusion, I think, was that I definitely used to watch the show Most Haunted, which is what Ghost Hunting with Girls Aloud was the kind of... Spin-off. The special of the show Most Haunted. And that was her and that medium, that awful uh, Scouse medium called Derek Cora going around. And it was a lot of the, what we saw in this, which is kind of Yvette screaming and him saying there's a spirit here. But it was... That show was great because it had him channeling the spirit. So he would be talking in different accents and, <laughs> and talking about different time periods that clearly he tried to Google just before he went in there. Give me a ting, give me a ting, give me a... Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> It's like I'm getting getting the spirit of a ghost from some, uh, the islands. <laughs> Which island? I'm not going to be specific. I can taste Malibu in my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so this is a very strange... Yeah, so, so it's hard to tell what format layovers and things there were, but one of the strangest parts is that whilst they're ghost hunting, there's the psychologist that used to always be on Big Brother's Little Brother. Wait, we haven't even got there yet. We haven't even got to Jeff yet. So first of all, Yvette drives them in her cab somewhere, and Yvette's in silence, and she's not talking to the girls. <laughs> so they're like, what's going on? She's ignoring them. And then there's these shots of the girls getting interviewed before the show, like what their expectations yeah. are, their beliefs. self-filmed. Looks self-filmed. Cheryl is lying on a massage table getting massaged, and she's getting interviewed about ghosts. And she just says about ghost hunting... It's something we've never, ever done as a band. I'm like, yeah, no shit. And I don't think you're ever going to do it again. <laughs> so, okay, location one is a Jacobean Welsh mansion. Yes. They knock on the door and an old man opens. Clearly, like, everywhere, I could feel every every fingerprint of production on this, couldn't yeah. you? Just like, he, they were like, we're going to, we want you to play like a creepy old butler. Yeah. And I loved how awkward it was. He just was like, come in if you dare. And they were like... Thank Hiya. you. Hiya, Thanks. Thank you. Nice to see you. And then Yvette walks in the end and goes, "Hi, Bert." <laughs> the girls all rocking, uh, all rocking a different kind of hoodie puffer combo. Lots of scarves happening. Well, yeah, we've got to talk about their outfits. Sarah and Kim are in scarves. Yep. Cheryl is in a puffy gilet. Yep. Nicola's thick-rimmed glasses. Yes, very important. Nicola looks the most like polished in this, doesn't she? She, she kind of looks like an what? office worker. No, Nicola. I think I, her outfit, everything does. Yeah, the, the others all look like they're going to like watch the bonfire night. Yeah, the, rest, the others are definitely <laughs> dressed. There's Kimberly's wearing fingerless gloves she that is. also have that little flap you can put over them. Kimberly, of course, is the most sensibly dressed. I think. Yeah, just because she is. Sarah's wearing a hoodie that says Santa Monica. Santa Monica, on it. yeah, California. I was lo- I loved that. Oh, there's all kinds of illustrations of the house that they're going into, which I really enjoyed. Graphics Each, whizzing around. Lots of graphics whooshing around, telling us what room we're in. So yeah, you mentioned that the the expert, the psychology expert, Jeffrey, 
is outside Jeff in a taxi watching everything on feeds. And I just kept thinking, it must be so cold. So cold. And also, though, you know, that all those feeds, I just don't believe that was all working properly. Oh. Also, did you notice there was crucifixes in the cab? Yes. So, like, they could go in there and be, like, protected from the spirits? It was so strange. It was very much a cab that had been done up as if the Osbournes were going to drive it back in the day. <laughs> yes, for sure. <laughs> Okay, so the first thing they go into, Yvette says, room that they go into, Yvette says, in this room there was a judge who sentenced men, women, and children to death. Children? Children? What did they do? What did they do wrong? Wait, wait. (laughs) (laughs) And then there's a trapdoor area. So they got hanged there and then they they hung through a trapdoor and got their legs broken. So then then Yvette gets them all to stand on where the trapdoor was. She's like, go on. Do you not want to do it? She's very pushy, isn't she? So pushy. She she's shushing people a lot as well, which I find quite annoying. There's nothing I hate more than being shushed. It really <laughs> makes my blood boil. I would actually say just in general, there's a few times, especially when they're in night vision, where they cut to Cheryl and she is staring what you could only describe as daggers at a vet in the dark. <laughs> I think because she's scared, but it's also just like in night vision, just very like angry looking. Cheryl's Bambi eyes in night vision. Is they all they all look stunning in night vision, oh, didn't they? They look amazing. <laughs> I mean, Nicola's thick rim glasses were really, really popped in night vision, I would say. So, and then, and then yes, psych- psychologist Jeff is back in the, the taxi, always saying things like, well, uh, Cheryl's adjusting her jacket and Sarah's, Sarah's playing with her hair. That's, that's not out of ego. That's just because she's Self-soothing. scared. Self-soothing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He, I think the idea is he was meant to yeah provide like a, the, almost like the rational balanced view, but it was a really unnecessary, again, another thing we didn't need really snip that one. Let's yeah. cut Jeff from the edit, shall we? We don't yeah. need him. Uh, and also my whole time was like, wait a minute. So... Nadine didn't want to go on this, but she could have just sat with Jeff in the taxi. Well, I mean, she she had the right idea there. She did, I know. Again, <laughs> would have been cold. Um, at one point, I really noticed that Sarah's got one of those inner ear piercings. Ah. Do you notice that? And in general, her look, she's clearly reapplying that lip gloss <laughs> a lot. And she's got heavy makeup and her eyebrows look as if they've been sort of intricate, intricately painted on with a quill. <laughs> really there was perfect. some there was some tough eyebrow work from the gals especially when we got into night vision cheryl's <laughs> yeah cheryl's giant eyes with these tiny little thin eyebrows above them <laughs> oh so they walk into another room and cheryl said when i walked in here i thought of a king <laughs> perfect in general cheryl's very up for it Nicola often has her head hanging and then uh, jeffrey says Kimberly's the logical, rational one of the group. Sure tell, us, tell us something we don't know, Jeff Beatty, psychologist <laughs> to the stars. At, at some point later in the episode, Arkim's just operating a camcorder. <laughs> <laughs> they just handed her a camera. They're like, well, you know, she's not going to give us anything on screen. She might as well, she might as well get some footage. In one of the she's rooms. known for her camera work. Remember that? My favourite clip of her in Off the Record. In where off she the just record. takes that picture. Uh, oh, you can't really see anything. No, it's not a good picture. Oh, it's not a good picture. No, you can't see anything. it's not a good view. In one of the rooms, Cheryl talks about having a pain in her foot and then her stomach. Yeah. And this is so inappropriate. Yeah. And then Yvette says, oh yeah, one of the makeup ladies felt a pain in her stomach. That could be associated with the woman who lost her baby in this room. Yeah. And then and then it just, everyone goes silent and Yvette goes, right, on to the next room. <laughs> Should we go to the Great Hall? <laughs> yes. Okay, Yvette. Okay. This is leading up to the seance. Yes. In the paneled room. And so one of two seances that we witnessed. <laughs> no, because this is a seance, seance then a Ouija, Ouija board, board later. Wow. The under the underwhelming Ouija board with a ramekin. Yes, yeah, the very overlit Ouija board moment that didn't quite work. No, really did. This is where they really. That's where they really started to lose Cheryl. I think well, at that point. Well, at that point, in the, 
to, not to spoil it, but when they're talking to a spirit in the during the Ouija board, the the spirit literally says, "No, <laughs> yeah. I don't want to talk." That's where the the ramekin goes. To. Cheryl's arm gets touched. Yeah, <laughs> someone just touched me arm, and then Cheryl genuinely starts crying. Yeah, you notice her giant engagement yeah. ring. Ashley, I mean, she could have. Killed a ghost with that. <laughs> okay, at this point, Nicola retreats to the cab because she's too scared. There's a lot of moments of Nicola sitting in the cab, just having to sit there and listen to Jeff talking about body language. <laughs> so weird. Poor Nicola. He tries to like s- explain to them all what's happening psychologically, and you can really see them completely glazing over as he's talking, which I enjoyed. In this moment as well, <laughs> uh, Sarah attempts to ask the ghost, why did you touch Cheryl? It's like, what, what is he going to say? In re- what's the ghost going to say in reply to that? Well, there's a, there's some few times where Cheryl especially get, got frustrated with the vet because the vet was asking uh, like really open-ended questions and you hear Cheryl, she's like, well, how's he meant to answer that one? <laughs> there was like, a vet got really confused and stopped doing yes or no questions and was just being like, how long have you been dead for? <laughs> Are you aware that you're dead? And she was like, how is he meant to be answering that one? <laughs> Cheryl seemed like she believed and also was very... Cu- she it, she was the most it, it belief and also the least scared at, at, after a certain point, wasn't mm-hmm. she? At one point, Cheryl says, the sooner he does something, talking about the ghost, the sooner we'll go. He needs to get through that, his thick head. <laughs> and then Sarah's like, don't antagonize him. Oh yeah, him. that's a great bit where she... That's that's the, the famous tap the fucking table, isn't it? Yeah. That comes from that moment. <laughs> Sarah gets so annoyed. She's like, Cheryl, no! And Kim, Kim at one point, you could just hear her say, Sarah, please. <laughs> Oh, yeah, so Cheryl coaxes the ghost, just tap the fucking table, and then there's a... And then they're like, I know, I, I would love to know about which which members of the production team are on that show, and Most Haunted in general, are kind of... I feel like with Most Haunted, because everyone was in on it, I feel like, they you know, just like someone was just tapping things, so they got the sounds. But for this one, I love the idea. I feel like some runners... A, translation production assistants were having to like hide in deep recesses of the house and throw like one little wooden toy or something <laughs> so like and I could I bet they were on like walkies being told when to do it and it was really stressful yeah because at one point they find an old an old ball yeah. just rolling around <laughs> at this point the which also completely was bought from like a kid from like Argos before they went there it was but, like a wooden croquet set but then like a little bit maybe muddied up or yeah, something yeah Art department were outside, like, rubbing it in the dirt. At this point, the psychologist says about Kimberly, she's got impressive emotional and physical control. Again, tell us something we don't know, Jeff BT, psychologist to the stars. Now, next up in a real Ghostbusters moment, the team split up. (laughs) (laughs) I will say, Kimberly's uh, badger highlights have never been popping more than when they're on that night vision. (laughs) So now in night vision, Sarah and Yvette go off and Cheryl and Kimberly just, I don't know if they were told to go off separately, but they are off, they wonder. So it's very sweet because Sarah is like hugging Yvette. Yeah, she's terrified. And she's got a crystal with her yeah. as well. And she's like, don't let go of me. And it made me think Sarah is was one of those people where... I can imagine, the fact that I met her one time and she'd baked a banoffee pie and she's really trying to get me to try some because she'd made it at home. She's that sort of person you would meet and she'd instantly act like your best friend. Yes, definitely. So sweet. So Sarah and Yvette are in this room that seems to have lots of columns and statues in it. (laughs) And just a lot of zoomed in camera shots of statues like appearing out of the dark. I think that genuinely looked really scary. Yeah. And then you could just feel uh, something that doesn't happen very often in any Girls Alive media you can really feel Kimberly's starting to get kind of annoyed because they're in the dark and you, she just goes, I can't fucking see a thing. It's just, you're like, oh, 
I think we might have pushed Kim to a bit of a limit. It's got nothing to do with her being scared. She's just, she's annoyed at that point. Yeah, because Cheryl and Kimberly are off with a handy cam separately. Kimberly's <laughs> like, oh no, I don't think I can do it. <laughs> and then, and then Cheryl's talking, saying that she heard a, a blatant tap. There was two little taps. I'm going to tell you now it was a blatant tap. <laughs> so they join up. Also, there's a lovely shot of Sarah's Uggs in Night yes. Nation. I don't know if you saw those. Shuffling through that house with yeah. those Uggs. Good, good idea to wear Uggs for yeah. that situation. Yeah. And the teams then rejoin each other. And Cheryl, she's just taken over. She says to everyone, have you heard any activity? Yes. <laughs> she's a real ghost hunter. I really loved just the idea of, as well, production having to get in touch with Girls Loud Management. Make sure the girls dress really warm and comfortable. Yeah. Like, oh, what's what's the wardrobe requirement? No, honestly, they've really got to dress warm and comfortable because we are going to be in some cold places. Yeah. We're going to be like a, a convent that hasn't been yeah. occupied for 300 years. I wear my new puffer. I don't understand why this squire is so anal. <laughs> the squire. The squire. Right, next location. They're now magically, same night, same outfits in a hospital in Cheshire. Cheshire. Yeah, how can you get from, I suppose, actually, yeah, Cheshire and, and Wales, you can, they are next to each other. Okay. Because if, if you're in North Wales, that's Cheshire. That's like the border. So I guess they just found three places. They go to three places? Or yes. Two pla- yeah. Well, no, they go to two locations. Two, yeah. The second location is two buildings. Yeah, so I think they must have just found it. It must have, when they say Wales, they mean North Wales, because, yeah, that is Cheshire, Got technically. It. So they're now, we get briefed by a boring historian that it's a tuberculosis, <laughs> an old tuberculosis hospital from the 1900s. It's been empty for 15 years. They go inside and they find a, a vet inside the morgue surrounded by <laughs> Ikea tea lights yes. that have all been lit. <laughs> and yeah, and, and a and, kind of slightly overlit uh, Ouija board happens here. Yeah, this is the Ouija board. I wondered if it was, so they have an upside down ramekin on a Ouija board. I wonder if it was from like one of the a goo, goo, a goo a pudding goo yeah, absolutely. That, that's been like put through the dishwasher. For sure. The art department, they, they were like, well, I've got one of those goo pots. I'll just use that. <laughs> Cheryl's... A bit too heavy for, for a Ouija board. <laughs> Cheryl's... Have you ever done a Ouija board? Uh, yes. Did anything uh, happen? As a kid, yes. I We did a very like kind of makeshift one. We didn't use the actual board. But we were in my friend's really old farmhouse. It was already really scary. And this is, uh, this this truly happened, but I kind of have repressed it a little bit. And we basically, we got to the point, we were getting really scared. And then we got to the point where we said, if you're here, let, let your presence be known. And then the house had a full power cut in the <gasps> exact moment that we said it. And we were so scared. That sounds so fun. <laughs> so do, do you believe in ghosts then? I do, but I choose to pretend that I don't because okay. I'm too scared. Because in that exact same house, I once stayed the night there and I was always a bit scared because it was such an old farmhouse. And then we'd reached a certain age of like very young, like tween kind of age where her mum didn't want us sharing a room. I don't know what she thought we were going to do, but I had to go into this separate room with this like four poster bed. Great. And I was very like, I, I was on high alert because I was so scared of that house and at one point I was in this half awake, half asleep state where I felt someone sitting on the bed and I couldn't move. But I think it was just like, I think that one was truly like sleep paralysis mixed with like extreme tiredness because wow. I had, I was so scared to go to sleep that I stayed awake as long as my body could possibly stay awake. So mm. I'm not so sure about that one, but that whole house in general was, I still have a recurring nightmare about that house once every two or three months. Oh, nice. Even all these years later, lovely, it was terrifying. Lovely memory. It's a gorgeous house. It just was oh, definitely they, haunted. They often are. <laughs> it's how you get them at a good price. Yeah. As we know from our friend's murder house. Yeah, we are. 
friend's house who uh, there was a murder in the basement. <laughs> Not recently. I believe in ghosts and aliens and everything, but I think I believe in them so much that they never make themselves known to me. Right. I like to think that, yeah, mine is that everyone, every spirit knows I would be so scared that I mm. just, it's not worth it. Well, we talked about before with Molly the Medium, check out our Molly Molly the Medium episode. Oh, yeah. That she said that sp- spirits in the afterlife are, they have the same personality they did in the real world. So I'm always like, oh, maybe my mum could haunt me. And then I'm like, no, my mum's rolling her eyes. She's not haunting yeah. me. I'm like, that makes sense. <laughs> yeah, she's got her arms folded, eyes rolling. Yeah. Wearing a nice 90s mum jumper. Exactly, a real cosy 90s mum jumper. <laughs> right, okay, so we're in this infirmary. Sarah's Sarah's very into the Ouija boards. Yeah. You know she's done a Ouija board, oh, definitely. definitely. I think that um, the I think the second location was scarier because of the history, I think. Yes. That, that gives, I, I've always, you know, that kind of haunted asylum kind of sanitarium situation is really scary to me. Well, also the first, the first location is actually a lovely big country home that clearly is still occupied. Yeah, and this like, is abandoned. Yeah. And yeah, they, you could tell they kind of staged the first one, didn't you? But so there's a great moment. Sarah at one point then goes off. Like, so now we've got Nicola back in the, the taxi, <laughs> Sarah back in the taxi. So it's just our intrepid duo, <laughs> Kimba, Kimba and uh, Cheryl. Kim and Shares. Kim and Shares. And at one point, Cheryl, she's like, she wants to know more about the ghost. So she asked them to sort of tap out their, their oh, first, yeah. the initial of their first name. So she's like, well, my name's Cheryl. So you tap three times for a C. So can you tap your first initial? Oh, my, my accent went in the whole thing. <laughs> give me the ding. Give me the ding. Give me the oh, oh, oh. <laughs> There's another one where Yvette says that she heard someone go, and Cheryl says it sounds more like a cat than a human being. <laughs> and no cats around here. There was also a lot of like, I think at one point, Kimberly was like, they started all screaming about something and Kimberly was like, you kind of hear it. She's like, I think it's their footsteps. About, <laughs> about like the camera crew. And I'm yeah. like, do you know what, Kim? I think it might be. <laughs> at one point as well, uh, we've got a vet with her camera and she's filming Cheryl. And she's like, something just went past your face. <laughs> And she was like, oh, can you show me it later? And then you see them reviewing the footage and all like the beeps of the old, the old camcorder, like beep, 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 beep. And it's basically a bit of dust. Yeah. That, well, that was most haunted. That was always, they called them orbs. Orbs. But it was always, yeah, you're like, oh, is it just dust? I really like the thought of during this shoot, them doing like a break in production and just like, you know, standing out, you know, those cups of tea you get in like a plastic, like a styrofoam cup. Yeah. I'm just imagining lots of standing around doing that. And I could just really picture like the rest of them are kind of excited. And then I just picture someone saying to Kim like, oh, are you enjoying it? And she'd be going, yeah, it's all right. You know, I'm just, it's just a little bit cold. I'm a little bit tired. <laughs> yeah. I just imagine her being just kind of generally worn out by this whole, everyone's kind of hystronics. And... <laughs> but she's, but she's got her gloves. Yeah. She's got those got cozy gloves, gloves on. <laughs> So yeah, then they're in then they're in the nurse's house, but they've it's okay. They've got Steve from security. Yeah, don't know if you saw that. I did. <laughs> and Sarah's so scared at this point that she's crying, and she says that uh, she's at the end of her emotional terror, and she thinks the spirits are going to try and feed off that. <laughs> uh, and then they see a wheelchair. It, the wheelchair looks a bit too new. Yeah, like the props department have been busy. I really like the way that they the the lighting department had lit these locations as oh, well. Yes. It was like there was one building that was just like bathed in red light. And it's like, <laughs> yeah, obviously they've come ahead of time and put all these like really good like up lighting of all the buildings. I thought that was really cool. At, at one point that for our intrepid duo, Kimberly and Cheryl, you hear a twig snap <laughs> and that's what pushes Kimberly over the edge. Yeah. She's like, Do you know what? I've had enough. And she says, I feel like a twat. <laughs> and and then, then they start having th- 
stones thrown at them and Cheryl th- thinks it's really nasty that a ghost would throw stones at them. <laughs> so, and then they argue about whether they're going to sit in that chair <laughs> and then they both sit in a chair and then that's kind of it. <laughs> yeah, so much of that could have all hit the cutting room floor and it could have been so much more dynamically made, but actually the kind of long boringness of it is what makes it so iconic. <laughs> and, and also there's no kind of end for the girls they all just run off and that's it and then we have Yvette's final words which I don't care about except the one line where Yvette says the highlight for me was watching four girls deteriorate <laughs> did you uh, just to kind of bring it all around to the to the present did you have you noticed that they've been they've been really smart and the girls have really dropped in a lot of their kind of references that people make about them so Cheryl talked in the the gay times thing about people saying Oh, you said that with some determination. She said that when someone says, are you ready? You're she ready. Re- she replies with the, you said that with some determination. During the table manners thing, she quoted herself saying to Nadine, do you look like the dickhead? No, I look like the dickhead. I, I love that she quoted herself. And then they did some promo for table manners, which involved them yes. tapping on the fucking table. And they all, there's a really good bit where they all talk about that hike that, the, the famous hike that they made them do on Off the Record. And um, hang on, I'm going to find it because it was just so fantastic. They're talking about off the record and how it was like, you wouldn't get, the interview says you wouldn't have modern day pop stars now running around the world, climbing mountains and screaming, shit, fuck this, bollocks. And then they, they go on this run and this is all of them talking. It's shit. It's actual shit. It's shit. That's what it is. What's that? It's shit. That's what it is. Actual shit. It smelled of shit. I could smell it. I was looking for what the smell was and it was actual shit. It's because it's, oh yeah, because they yeah, smell that yeah, walking yeah. up that, walking up that mountain. But it's like, that's Nicola, Cheryl and Kimberly all saying those different sentences, just saying shit, shit, shit. Speaking of, if you want to hear us talk at length about Girls Loud Off The Record, go check out our series. Oh yeah, where... we've got an episode by episode breakdown of Off The Record yeah. and it is a fucking journey. And I'd, I'd like to go back and listen to those episodes myself. That oh. would be maybe, that and our Totally Scott Lee might be the only ones I think I could bear to listen to again. Yeah. A little too close for us to re-listen to these. Maybe I'll finally listen to your first episode of the Pussycat Dolls Presents Search for the Next Doll, which you did by yourself. I've never heard it. Oh, that was quite... <laughs> that was the sound of one person unraveling on mic, that one was. So that was Ghost Hunting with Girls Aloud. Should we take a quick break before we do some hopes and dreams for the tour? Yeah. Okay, so yeah. the Girls Aloud show starts next year... I really liked the way on Table Manners they kind of were very open about the fact that they just hadn't had any conversations about what the tour's going to look like. Doesn't Kimberly say, right, all the Christmas, they're all going to... All the girls are going to come over to mine Come over to mine, we'll chat about... We'll open a bottle of wine and we'll talk about the set Yeah, what do you want to do? Could you imagine the level of, like... Warmth and comfort? Warmth and comfort at Kimberly's house at fucking Christmas, for one thing. But also just, like, to be a fly on the wall, to hear those four... With all those songs, I imagine, you know, I imagine for some reason Kimberly's going to be so organised she will have them all on pieces of paper that they can, like, organise. Mm-hmm. Just the thought of them talking together about what order to sing all of their songs in, I would die. I, I do think that there will be some big arguments going on there. Yeah. Much like the scene which we cover in Girls Loud Off the Record, where they're in that in that boardroom oh, yeah. and they're talking about having to drive home after work yeah. and Nicola's like I drive all the way back to Liverpool and they're like you don't have to yeah. and then our beloved uh, Peter Lorraine says to the camera I think we should stop recording yeah. now but yeah there's definitely going to be some arguments yeah. there I mean, and I don't mean that in a setting woman, woman v woman but just the passion from all of them passion of girls allowed um, <laughs> which we will probably cover next year at some point so they're yeah so they're basically saying this is going to be it's just hits and then they're trying to include kind of album tracks and deep cuts 
somehow. I think that I truly think that they're going to take that note and do a, a deep cuts mega mix. I think I've got a big question. I agree. I think that's wonderful. I've got a big question for yeah. you. What song should they open up the concert with? And I've got a very strong answer. I think something new. Oh, I was not expecting yeah. that. I think something new. It's punchy. It's fun, but it's not wasting what maybe lesser fans of Girls Aloud would consider to be one of the hits. For us, it's it's right up there in like the top 10, but I think it would just be a strong opener. It's got the right kind of sound. It's very like in your face and over the top and fun, but yeah, it doesn't burn like some of their num- number ones, right? It could be like a big like montage. Oh, basically I'm pitching you off the back of your suggestion, right. the children need performance. Right, exactly. It's all like the girl, girl, blah, exactly. Blah, blah, then it goes, zoom. <laughs> and then the, the, the curtains open, they're all standing there. There's a beat, then it's, go, 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 go. Yeah. I think that's good. I was going to pitch to you, because it's, ca- I'm going to go a little subversive, because mm-hmm. it's called The Girls Allowed Show. What about... The show. How exciting would this be? Imagine there's like all the graphics flying around the screen. And everyone's standing there and you're like, it started, it started. And you're like, wait, I don't know what this song is. This isn't Love Machine. It's not biology. How exciting is this? Meanwhile, backstage, it's like, has anyone seen Nicola? <laughs> right, anyone got eyes on Nicola? My heel's broken. <laughs> yeah. I need to get to the stage. <laughs> Girls, we're nearly out. We're be on right now. This is all just like doom, doom, Yeah, you're doom. so right. They could put like 20 minutes of visuals over this. Yeah. They? And also it's called the show. So... Yeah. Just got to just got to get to like the proper opening. What what would you be drinking at this point? Oh god, I don't know. We're gonna go see them in Glasgow. I'll be yeah gone. Yeah, <laughs> you'll probably be like a gin and tonic will be yeah. flung in your hand. Maybe there's a big countdown clock at this point. Yeah. Five, four, <laughs> three, two, one. Opens. What? <laughs> How exciting would oh, that be? my God. Yeah, that's a great idea. Okay, I wanted to ask... Uh, well, I was going to... A th- few more suggestions at you. I think there should be uh, a specific French section for both On the Metro and I Can't Speak French. Yes, that's Which a great needs idea. to be sung in both English and French. Yes. Um, I would like... <laughs> Sur le Metro. Exactly. <laughs> I would like a sort of space section for Untouchable. Yep. And I feel like you could throw in Untouchable and uh, I think Call the Shots could fit into a space kind of oh. segment nicely. Okay, wait a minute. Untouchable, they're flying around the orbs, they land on a planet yeah. and then they sit on the planet and they do it with like wafty bits of material. Yeah. They could then just stand by you. Yeah. And you could also fit Sexy No 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 into that because that's very like that's how they flowing. Get, that's how they get off the planet. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. For Fling, I was going to suggest a <laughs> montage of all their exes appearing on stage. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> Pretty good. Do you think they'll do Life Got Cold? <laughs> I know that they certainly won't do See the Day. Why, because why in, do they hate See the in, Day? In that Gay Times article, they completely rejected See the Day. Because there's a great bit where the interviewer talks about how many, like, how many number ones they've had. And they're like, no, it was this many. No, was, they start arguing about how many they had. And then I think the interviewer says, well, See the Day didn't get into the top. And they're like, we don't claim that song. We don't have that. It, it doesn't exist. It's like, oh. Burn for See the Day. I don't mind See the Day. Will you ever see the day? (laughs) I remember driving up the motorway from York to Glasgow from university and my radio had been stolen from my car famously. So I had that Nokia, which was transparent and you could like, did you ever remember that one? You could like, you could open up, put pictures of your friends in it. Anyway, 
So I was just playing See the Day off my Nokia. Oh my God. In my Fiat Punto. Titty. Yeah. <laughs> Any other predictions or hopes? I'm curious how they're going to do the kind of Sarah tribute stuff um, in terms of like for them personally, how they're going to be able to do that. Because it feels so heavy and scary and kind of, I, I really, I, I'm nervous for them in that sense just because it's so intense. Like in, there are certain songs like in something new take yeah. a walk on the wild side yeah they're gonna they said i think they're gonna use her vocals yeah that's what kimberly said on table manner she said there's certain she said there's some lines that we can just cover and no one will really notice that it's not sarah singing but she said there's lines where we just we're gonna have to just leave them as her voice which i think is really nice walking primrose, walking primrose. yeah they mentioned that specifically they're like it, it, that has to be sung by her i would love i think for merch i would love a t-shirt of sarah that says walking primrose oh, on it oh my gosh yes that'd be so I'd good buy a big hoodie with that on it maybe next year you should finally do your halloween costume of sarah harding dresses dr sarah harding from jurassic park in her honor <laughs> i completely completely <laughs> forgot about that yes julianne moore's character in jurassic world 2 the lost world oh. jurassic park Two: the lost world dr, dr. Sarah, sarah harding, harding. <laughs> Oh, oh it's so good anything i mean merch i'm gonna go crazy for oh i'm gonna spend so much money on merch well thank you so much oh my for God. listening to Bumper. our what are we calling this episode I, I honestly don't know i think it's ghost hunting with girls allowed featuring laurie york yeah fine <laughs> thank you so much listen to this kind of end of year special we'll be back very soon you may get another episode for the end of the year like a new year's one who knows we'll see how you feel when you get back from scotland from scotland i am going to scotland yeah yeah i'm actually doing a recce for girls alive okay. just to double check that you know well yeah record some of your thoughts and feelings when you're there oh i will do on your phone i'm gonna have oh do you see that the girls allowed all mentioned how they like the prep christmas sandwich i did <laughs> I'll be having one of those. Okay. I'm going to be in Arrowhead when you're in uh, Scotland. Oh, really? Yeah. I'll record some thoughts from Lake Arrowhead. Lovely. Well, in the words of, is it Aston from, no, is it JB? JLS were the other ones in the, living in that building that I didn't mention. Oh, they were. (laughs) Just going to say to you, babe, Merry Christmas. (laughs) That's that's very much JB. JB. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. (laughs) Uh, Thank you for listening, everyone. Uh, You're welcome as always. And get excited because next year we have got... We've got some fun things planned. Yeah. Let's just say passions may feature at some yep. point. And actually recording episodes of the show that we initially promised we would do. Oh yeah, you are prime. You are prime will <laughs> feature. You're welcome. Bye. Give me a ting, 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 give me Oh, you can't make me choose. I go by Toyota. Sponsors T4. Fuck me, Lee Ryan's 13! I remember we couldn't remember the word for table.